welcome, my friend, to the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. It's true, not everyone is an Enneagram One perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. I have something exciting to share with you. On December 30th, 2019, God inspired me to create the Truth and Tools workbook to serve as a catalyst between religion and relationship. Each section has two actionable steps for you to add to your life. Most likely, you just need a small shift in perception to activate the practices you already hold. There is a large gap between religion and relationship in the Christian faith, but it's been around for so long and is so normal that people don't realize it's there. But if you have ever felt like something was missing in your relationship with God, you will find this workbook to be a precious tool into drawing you in a deeper relationship with the one true God. If this interests you at all, you can pick up this workbook in ebook or paperback on Amazon. If you choose paperback version, you will also be getting some bonus content. I'm including the intro, chapters 1, 2, and 12 of my newest book coming out in a couple months, The Relevant Old Testament. So if that interests you at all, go check it out. Thank you, friend. Please enjoy today's episode. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Sarah Westfall. Sarah is a wife, mother, writer, and podcaster. She spends the bulk of her time caring for her family and intentionally slowing down in this fast-paced life. Sarah, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. I am so excited to be here with you. Thanks for the invitation. You're welcome. You know what? I I, I had a little laugh in my in my face because I didn't ask the correct the correct pronunciation of your name. And I'm like, if I can't say this right, then like so hopefully it's not some weird pronunciation, right? No, well, Sarah is kind of a hard one to mess up. It's pretty uh, vanilla. So yeah, you're good. Westfall. And I'm like, it's Westfall. I mean, it's got to be that. Yes. So anyway, you're good. it's so funny because in the random times, the couple times that I haven't asked, I say it wrong because it's like some weird pronunciation. So, oh, yes. yes, I've been there before. You're good. You nailed it. Well done. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to jump into questions here. Um, I think your goal to slow down and be present with God and your family is such a wise thing to cultivate, especially in our current times, like so much. Um, so can you share with us how you and your husband practice be, you know, slowing down and being present? And, uh, I ask because I know that for many listening, slowing down seems like an impossible goal. Yeah. And you know, at some days that's the same for me, (laughs) Um, you know, and we, I want to lead with just saying like, we are still very new to this journey that a lot of our desire to live a little bit slower paced life um, and to be more intentional with where we put our time and our energy and our focus 
really came out of 2020 and that pan that when that pandemic initially hit and things shut down um, and we were all home and I will mention that I have four boys and so we were all home mm -hmm. and my husband was working from home and some of that was really hard because we were all up in each other's business constantly but what we also enjoyed out of that season was this different pace of life of we didn't we didn't have something to do and it gave us freedom to be so much more. So, you know, simple things like taking walks at lunch, all of us together, just to get out of the house and take a walk um, of games or being outside together. You know, we had the, the joy of initially being in the spring and summer where we were. And so the weather was nice. And so we enjoyed being outdoors more. Um, but out of that season, kind of once we were through the holidays of last year. My husband and I began reassessing what it looks like now that we're kind of moving toward maybe a little bit more normalcy or beginning to be able to have the option to put things back into our lives. Mm. What, what do we want to invite back in? Because there was that element of that slower pace that really allowed us to be more present with each other, that even just physically um, being a mom of four boys is exhausting, <laughs> like just exhausting. And so physically I felt a little bit more refreshed, not, um, having so many things happening all the time. And so we've just been very intentional about what we are inviting to back into our lives of what we say yes to in really looking at those things through under the umbrella of connection, what allows us to live connected first to God, to each other within our home, and then also to cultivate that connection outside of our home, like with our church and friends and trying to filter all of these decisions through that. Um, now that is like pie in the sky, idealistic of what that looks like. And that was our initial conversation, but the day-to-day -day is much, much bumpier. And there are some days that you know, it's just like a rat race and I'm exhausted. And like just last night I passed out on the couch when the kids were all, like, kids had all gotten to bed. It's about nine o'clock and I was gone because I was tired and it would have been a very fast paced day. But a few of the things that we have done to just implement small, slower changes to kind of increase that ability to be present and to have a quiet spirit within ourselves um, is that we begin each day with um, coffee. My husband makes pour over coffee, which is a bit of a slower process. It mm -hmm. smells awesome when I come downstairs. And then we sit together in the quiet and I read and he might read or just sit. And so we start our days that way, not on the weekends. On the weekends, one of us sleeps in and <laughs> we take turns doing that, which is part of it. Um, and then, you know, some other things is, um, I have been, this is seems silly, but I've been returning to like cookbook cooking instead of Pinterest, um, getting all my recipes there, because I find that as soon as I pick up my phone to get a recipe off Pinterest, I'm on all of the other things that oh, are yeah. also on my phone. And so by cooking with a cookbook, it allows me to be much more present and, like it, it makes it just more tangible. And I feel like for me, because I can get really stuck in my own head 
the more that I can do like with my body and my senses, the, the slower, um, the slower I am, the more I enjoy the process and I'm not just doing dinner or, you know, chopping things to get to the end result. I'm actually enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are just a few, few little things, but we are still each day is a little different and we are still trying to figure out what it looks like in the long term. And as kids get older and get involved in more things, our oldest is only about 12. And so there's a lot, a lot of room for things to still be very busy. And Mm -hmm. so we're just trying to muddle through that. So, um, you mentioned the word present a lot, and um, I think it's good to maybe spend some time on that and, you know, share with us why you, and I'll share mine too, but, you know, why do you find that being present is so important? I mean, what's, what's the benefit of being present? Yeah, I think that in the day-to-day life for me, God shows up so much in the little things and that if I am not slow enough and paying attention, I Mm -hmm. miss them. Mm -hmm. And so being present, which means paying attention to what is right in front of me. And sometimes that is my work. And sometimes that is my kid who wants a snack. And sometimes that is um, a friend, you know, having coffee with a friend. So whatever it is that's in front of me, of trying to give my full attention, my full compassion um, to whatever that is so that I can be more attentive to what God is doing and to being in connection with that person that is in front of me. Mm. Yeah. Um, I like the paying attention, you know, to, to what God's doing. Because that's, that's the biggest thing that I have seen for myself in slowing down and being present. Cause you know what? It's, it's hard to be present fast, right? Like the, you really do have to slow down to be present. And I think that's, I mean, that's just an important thing to know for anyone that's like, Hmm, I want to try this. You got to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And that's the first step. And, um, as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, you know, my slowing down process, my practice, because, you know, as you keep saying, it's, it's bumpy. It's not like we've have it all perfected, which you don't have to, right. Right. Um, Is that it changed a lot. My slowing down used to just be, okay, you know what, go take a break, go take, it was actually naps. Like in the middle of the day, I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to trust that the world won't fall apart. And, um, that's where it started. And I think it stayed in that place for a while, not necessarily with naps, but just like, you know what, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm just going to breathe and I'm just going to pray. And I'm just going to sit here and not multitask. I'm not going to touch my phone. Um, so, you know, and then it evolved into that. So it wasn't like I was necessarily sleeping, but I was pausing. And then now very, very recently, like I would say this is week three, maybe. Oh, it's so good. Um, 
is being present, like you said, in, in whatever I'm doing. So, and it's challenging. It's very challenging. Um, and so there's a lot of grace involved, but knowing that when I do it, it's so much better for me as a human being, because what happens is when I'm present, I'm also content and I I have peace residing in me instead of anxiousness. And I have always been an anxious type of personality. I'm just very fast. I'm very hurry, 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 go, go, go. And so it's not, I say that because I want people to know that if that's them, it doesn't mean you can't have this, right? Like you can't have that peace, that contentment residing inside of you because it is so good. (laughs) It is like the best gift you can give to yourself, honestly. Um, And so I've just seen God move in gigantic ways in my soul in just three weeks because I, I'm just been trying to practice, um, if I start feeling anxious or like that tense hurry or that rush feeling like, oh my gosh, I, I gotta hurry up. You know, I hate that feeling, but when I feel that I'm like, wait, and I will talk to that and say, you know what? You don't need to hurry because you are on God's clock, not anybody else's. And God doesn't even live in time. So you're fine. And then I'm like, oh, I am fine. Okay. You know what? You're right. I don't have to, (laughs) I don't have to hurry right now. I just thought I had to hurry. Um, So anyway, I mean, there's so much we could dive into on that. But for me, the benefit of cultivating, you know, that rest, that slowdown is the peace, is the contentment that I have been needing in my life for, you know, 40 years or whatever. Like, I mean, I've been needing it. And so now that I'm getting it, uh, it's like, I just can't get enough. Honestly, yesterday was hilarious. I was outside like 98% of the day. I could not stay indoors. I was like, I can't, I can't. And I kept bringing my binoculars outside and looking at the birds. And that's what I was doing. And it was like, you know, after several hours of, wow, you, you didn't finish this yet. And you didn't finish that. Of course, the little guilt monster started to come in and like, you know, you, you're kind of wasting your time here. You, you said you don't have time to work on your edits, but really you have all this time right now, but you're outside, (laughs) you know, that kind of a thing. And, uh, I, I talked to that too. And I was like, okay, you know what though? Like, I am following the, that pulling of the Holy spirit and that is right. And, and it may feel weird because it's so out of what you're used to doing, but it's actually really good for you. So just thank God for it, you know? And um, anyway, I did get some edits done, but it was just awesome. And so that, that peace, that contentment is something that I'm like, okay, I'm hooked, (laughs) right? Like, like I'm, I'm all on board here. So, and I think it's so important because each of us is going to have 
our own pace that allows for us to have that quiet spirit or that peace or contentment, whatever word you want to call it, it's going to look a little different for each of us. And I think it's also important to point out that like slow doesn't necessarily mean sloth. Mm -hmm. Like you're still going to get your edits done, but you are going to prioritize when it is that you work mm -hmm. and, you know, get stuff done. And when it is that you intentionally slow down, like for mm -hmm. us, Monday through Thursday ish, we were, we work hard and we play hard. And, but then on the weekend, like Saturday mornings, we do nothing. We stay in our pajamas until you know, till noon and have brunch um, because we just completely change pace then. So it's important to know yeah. that it's going to look a little different for each of us. And then it's really about paying attention to what is happening internally and then creating a life that then matches what we want to experience internally, that peace internally. And mm -hmm. it's going to look different. Yeah, you're totally right. It will look different. I mean, it even looks different for me. It's, it's not even the same every week. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it does, it will vary. And that, that is a good point to bring up too. So people are like, oh, I have to do it just like this. If you do that, then you're missing, like you're missing it, right? Like it's, um, it's going to steal that, right. That reward away, I guess. Um, so yeah. we're going to switch gears here, right? Yeah. I'm not an expert in the Enneagram, but I have studied it quite a bit. Um, and I know you mentioned, you know, your feelings of wanting to be seen or that longing to belong, which I believe is a four. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, am I right? Yeah. And so I, I can totally resonate with that anyway, because I think um, it's a human need. And then, you know, there are some people that maybe need it a little bit more. Um, but can you share with us how this struggle affects you and what you do like to move through it with God? Yeah. You know, I think that for those of us who identify with Enneagram type four in that we feel, um, we always have this desire for, for life to hold meaning for authenticity, um, but also, you know, a lot of times it's portrayed, they talk about fours want to be unique and or special. Um, but sometimes the way that I have experienced that is that it's actually that I just feel like an outsider. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel unique and special in like a narcissistic way. It is that I don't fit kind of way. Right. And so, um, you know, a lot of false narratives can go through my head with that of, why I feel like I do not belong. And over the course of life and even like continuing, those are conversations that I just have to continue to talk to God about. Um, and, you know, I, I got a tattoo because the story of Hagar in the desert, Genesis 16, where she is alone, she feels desperate. She has been mistreated. Um, and God meets her in that place. And she, she gives him the name Elroy, um, the God who sees me. And I have that name now tattooed on myself because that made such a huge shift in, um, feeling like me feeling unseen and unheard, but that knowing that God 
does see me constantly mm-hmm. to the depths of myself that I don't even see myself. God sees me. And so, and that is a message I need daily. And that is why I got it tattooed because I see it daily. And so God, I need to keep that in front of me. The other piece of it is a lot of times with that, that feeling of wanting to have a place to belong, of wanting to be seen, um, I can actually start to um, have this like scarcity mentality of thinking that I have to kind of keep grasp of what is mine and hold really closely to what is mine. Mm -hmm. But I have found that the path to belonging and to connection is actually by having a really open hand. Mm. And it is through collaboration and having a more generous spirit with the ways that we live, live out our own stories and offer and, and seek out the stories of others and invest ourselves in the stories of other people. And so I find that Um, I think as a a pastor of mine a long time ago said that we don't fight our vices by just trying to get rid of them, but by leaning into the virtue. And so one of the ways that I do that is just trying to celebrate and support and cheer on um, my friends or family members or other people who I might feel is a threat, but I try to not let them be. I try to be a cheerleader for them instead. Mm -hmm. And some of that, you know, it's not necessarily super, um, visible. They may not even know it, but even just things that I do privately to do that, like maybe if it's an author buying their book, or if it is, is a friend texting her and saying, how are you doing? And, you know, I don't know what it might be, but really trying to not be tight fisted around the things that I feel that are mine or the things that I want. Mm -hmm. And that has just really helped change the narrative for me. And it's, it's not something that's going to go away. A lot of that feeling on the outside is just part of how I am wired. And so it's, it's something I continue to have to lean into God for, but um, those have been crucial things in helping me shift in that perspective. It's so good. It's so good. You know, I, I always laugh because I, I always test as an, as a one and, but everything you said, I'm like, um, I can relate to that like a thousand percent. So uh, what? Uh, so now I'm just kind of like, you know, what? I'm done. I'm done with these numbers. <laughs> I am who I am. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel what I feel and I, I do what I do because I, I could relate to pretty much all of them. And the, the things you said, that's why, and I say that too, because I think we can all relate on a some level that when we hold things tightly in our fists, um, it doesn't really help us. But when we can open up and let go, um, that's where, again, there's that, that's where the freedom is. That's what I've found. And uh, I'll find it once in a while because I've gotten pretty good at like keeping my hands open, right? But there'll be something where I go, oh, Oh, like I'm struggling with something. I'm like, what is the deal? I'm like, oh, you like really were holding on to that tight. And that was the problem. Yeah. And so then I needed to, you know what, God? I'm sorry. This was yours. I'm sorry. This was yours. And I grabbed onto it because I really liked it, you know. Um, but I'm gonna open my hands again and you can put and take whatever you want because you are God and I know that your ways are higher than mine. And 
I'm just grateful that I get to experience anything, right? Like, right. like I love experiencing these things. And so when I do come across or I, I do something that I really love, um, now I just try to practice sharing my gratitude about it a lot so that I'm reminding myself, this isn't because of you, like this is God. And like, thank you, God. Thank you for letting me uh, experience this because it's amazing. And if you take it away, okay, because I know that something else will come. But if you want to let me keep it for a while, I sure won't mind, you know. <laughs> but just being very honest with God um, about everything. It has, oh, it's, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I love it. And I highly recommend it, you know, yeah. like hiding from him or, you know, thinking that we're keeping things from him or trying to deceive ourselves really only accomplishes deception. That's it. Like, and God already knows the truth anyway. So I'm always like, just be honest all the time. It's just so yeah. much better. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. It's so strange how we think that we have to take certain things up for ourselves when he already, he knows us to the depths of ourselves that we don't even know. And so, yeah, exactly. Well, I love this. We're kind of covering so many things and I I love that we have so many different topics to talk about. (laughs) It's kind of fun. Um, I would like to know if you can tell us about this PDF that you're creating called what's your story. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a little bit already about the value of kind of investing ourselves in other people's stories. And, you know, part of what I do, I've always been drawn to story. Um, I don't know if that's the writer in me, the reader in me, if it's, it's part of it, I think is just how we're wired as humans. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so much of what I do is storytelling and through the, I have a podcast called Not My Story and which holds so many stories of other people. And so I wanted to create a resource because sometimes in a world of information and efficiency, and it's very noisy and very opinionated, Mm -hmm. it is so easy for our stories to get lost, both our stories individually of kind of knowing how to verbalize those and to talk about them and to even know them. And then also to seek out the stories of other people and of trying to find that common ground and that shared humanity. Because a lot of times when we're, we're, we're all firing off our opinions, we don't find where our experiences overlap. But it's when we begin to tell our stories where our lives may look very different. But when we tell our stories, we'll find that our experience of being human is actually very much the same. Yes. And so this PDF that I'm creating, it's called What's Your Story? It is 50 questions for either reflection or conversation. So you can use it individually kind of as maybe a writing prompt or a reflective prompt to know your story better. Or you can use those same questions in conversation, whether it's with a friend or with a small group, whether it's whatever those you know, communal relationships look like to then understand each other's stories. And it may just be one question and then you're off to the races and it kind of unfolds from there. I don't, I don't want it to be like a super formal thing, but it's really just 
giving people some words to know their stories better and to share their stories and to hold the stories of other people. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be um, available on my website um, just as a free download. And I'm just really excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. I definitely hope that people will get it and use it. Um, because as you said, you know, we were talking a little bit before this and uh, this is something that I've always, for as long as I can remember, have been passionate about. And I hate using that word. Like I've tried to not use that word anymore. Um, but I don't really know what else to call it. Um, and, and it's been part of who I am my whole life. And as the years have pressed on, I I've noticed we just keep recoiling, you know, we're just going further and further and further away from each other and it doesn't serve us. It, it doesn't serve us individually and it doesn't serve us as a society. Um, we do need to connect. If we could just talk, if we could, you know, ask each other these questions, even like right now, right? I mean, we didn't talk before this, but we've already learned quite a bit about each other just because we're asking questions, right? And it's so fun to connect and go, yes, yes, I totally know what you're talking about. And that only happens if we're asking questions. And if we're not, then we stay separate and then we feel alone and then we might feel bitter. And then, you know, we, we form patterns from that bitterness and it's just ugly (laughs) and, and it's not what God intended. I know it's not, we're supposed to connect with each other. And, um, so I'm definitely going to get those questions from you, uh, and send them to my friends and hopefully they'll use them. (laughs) Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope, and I hope nobody makes it like too awkward. Like, don't, you know, say, Hey, you want to go out for coffee and then get out your big sheet of paper. That could be kind of awkward, but maybe, you know, store a couple questions in the back of your head or Mm -hmm. write them down on a post-it note. (laughs) Or if you want to like completely form a group around them, that's awesome too. But yeah. And you know, you could, I mean, I'm already thinking I would probably go, Hey, I got this really cool thing. Want to try it out with me? (laughs) Like, like that's the kind of person I am, you know, like, Hey, I love this song. Listen to it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, you know, it's not for everybody. And so it's not like I have a million friends, but (laughs) right. Well, and it can be kind of like awkward or bumpy at first, but it's funny that when my husband and I first started dating, there was this random book at a coffee house. I think it was called the book of questions. And it was just so many different kinds of questions, but we sat there for hours. Like at first it was like, oh, this is funny. This is weird. But then just in the process of asking each other questions, like some of them were off the wall, like, you know, some of them about food or about your childhood or just random questions, but so much story came out of it and it it helped us get to know each other so much better. And so I think that that even that experience kind of stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I think connection is so beautiful. Um, And it's why I like the arts, you know, because I, I, I can connect with someone's drawing or their song or their writing or, you know, their acting or whatever. Like, it's just, I, that's why I love it um, because I love that connection. And I feel like without it, what's the point? 
No, yeah. I really do. So, and so I think my soapbox on that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. And I think that like, just because we find each other's stories doesn't mean we are even going to land in the same place with our opinions, but it at least gives us compassion toward what it is like for another human to be in the world, you know, and for yes. to understand their experience and to even for a moment to see the world through their lens, even if it's not where we land and our, our beliefs on certain things differ. I had a, I had a coffee with, um, a friend from church not long ago. And there we had some disagreeing opinions about certain things. And at a certain point, we just said, you know what? We don't have to agree. And then we started talking about something else that we did find common ground on and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And so some of that might, might be the case. It doesn't mean we're always going to land in the same place, but right. at least it allows us to grow in compassion and connection mm -hmm. with each other. And I, I totally agree with that. You're right. We're not always going to agree, but it does increase compassion because if you think back, you know, whoever's listening, if you think back, the people that you usually are, you know, standing up for, or well, but they, you know, they had this happen or whatever. It's because you know their story. Whereas if you don't know their story and you just see this horrible action that they did, then you're very judgmental. Um, so, I mean, you, I can look in my own life and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, I didn't really know that person and I just knew what they had done. And I was like, ew, you know, but, but if I know them, wow, I'm way more compassionate because it's just the way we work, you know? Yeah. So I know you, you mentioned your podcast, not my story. Um, is there anything that you, I mean, I know it's about connecting and sharing each other's stories, but is there anything else that you wanted to add about your podcast? Yeah. The, the podcast itself is not my story. And so it's really about having conversations about our faith and things in our lives that were unexpected or that went, that weren't as planned. It came out of, um, a life altering, um, <laughs> conversation in a hospital that we had almost a decade ago when a doctor gave us a diagnosis for our unborn son saying that he would not live long after he was born. Mm. And the words that, that the first thing that came to mind when I heard those words was, this is not my story. You know, this, it didn't feel fair. It didn't seem right. Um, it stirred up a lot of questions for God. And so, but out of that or through it, in it, God showed up in a way that I had never known him before, mm. that his presence, and I think that's really where some of, you know, we talk about this presence with other people. I experienced God's presence in that season in such a intimate and close way that I didn't really know was possible, that it just changed me. And I wanted that. I wanted that for myself moving forward. I wanted that with other people. Um, so the podcast though, is other people telling their stories of unexpected things in their lives and the ways in which God showed up in those and the conversations they had, the questions they held, you know, even some things are not necessarily resolved, but 
I just really believe that it is through the stories of others that we find that connection piece. We find words for our own experiences. You know, how often do you read something or hear somebody say, and you're like, yes, that is exactly it. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of puts those puzzle pieces together. And, and then through that, just allowing space for there to be, you know, not all the stories are hard, but some of them are really hard. Right. And so making space for those things as well of being like fully human together. Yeah. So that's, and it's my joy. I'm, I love it. I've been doing it for almost a year now. And, um, it was, it's something that I never, it's even its own unexpected thing that I never knew I would like it as much as I do. And it's, it's been great. That is so beautiful. I really love it. It's the same thing with my podcast. I am so blessed by getting to do these interviews. Like I never knew I was going to do this, you know, and it's just, it's always the best part of my day when I do an interview because it's so fun to talk to people, <laughs> especially now when we're all at home, you know, it's just like really fun. Um, like, oh, an adult human who is not living with me. This is awesome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, something you said about we all have stories and um, we can connect and we can learn from each other. And it made me think um, that the book that is hopefully coming out soon, it's called The Relevant Old Testament, right? And part, a huge part of what I'm trying to do with this book is help people connect with the people of the Bible mm -hmm. because we can learn so much from them and we can relate to them so much better than we think. Um, we keep them really distant, you know, just kind of like um, rush them off because like they were such, they were alive such a long time ago and maybe we don't have too many details, but that's what I'm hoping to do with this book because what you just said, that's how we learn and that's how we connect. And, and even me just working on it, it's helped me connect even deeper with God, you know, and he's infinite. So the good news is, is I'm going to get to keep deepening my relationship with God for my entire life for as long as I'm here and then in eternity, but it's just really cool. And I just thought of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, see, that's, that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to do is like, guys, we're not that different. Like, like they feel what we feel. Um, anyway. Yeah, so, no, I love that. I yeah. love that connection. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, how can we support you? How can we stay connected to your journey? Yeah. Oh, that's really generous and kind. Thank you. Um, well, kind of all things are housed on my website, which is Sarah with, with an H <laughs> E Westfall. So don't forget that E in there. It might, you might end up with another Sarah Westfall. I don't know. Um, so Sarah E Westfall.com. Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Sarah underscore Westfall. And then honestly, the best way is to subscribe to my email list. I do not spam people. I don't get crazy. You get two things from me typically a month. Um, my newsletter, The Shelf, which is a story to share, something to pick up, and uh, something, a, a place to lay it down. 
And so we kind of go through, I offer a story, some good things that I'm loving, and then some questions for reflection and contemplation. Um, and then I also send a, another email is just kind of a summary of all the things that have been happening either on the podcast or essays that have been written on the blog and things like that. So that is, and that's, that is also what you would sign up for to get what's your story, those mm. questions for wow. reflection and conversation. That sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, I like your stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Well, it has been so wonderful having you here. I loved everything that we talked about. It was very energizing for me. Good. Yeah, me too. I, I, we, I could talk for a really long time about it, but we won't. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Same. I could keep going, but you know, we don't want to drone on and on. <laughs> so, somebody's drive is about ready to end or exactly. they're about done with dishes or laundry and they need to move on. Yes. And I feel that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you so much. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support this podcast and its message, any contribution would be greatly appreciated. To donate 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month to this podcast, simply click the anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you are on the anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says support. Select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact in the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.